It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. All right, all right, all right. Yo, baby, yo. It's time to start this show. Let's go. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella. With me, as always, my brother from another mother. It's Trader Andy. What's good today, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing, man? You excited? You finally get to go on your first yeah. vacation as an adult. Congratulations. I, 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 I'll probably get there in the morning and I'll be on like the no fly list or something like that. I don't know what could go wrong. will go wrong, but it, it, it's, it, it's been, it's been a struggle getting there, but the, the flights in the morning, we're ready to go. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, I, hopefully my wife still wants to talk, talk to me. We moved to Monday this week. So I'm miss, missing our, uh, our date night on the bachelorette. That's right. Yeah. No, my wife's watching so, it right now. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Yeah, I think. And that, that's why our viewership is down one right now. Cause she ain't <laughs> watching. So here's to that. What's good with you. Everything. All right. Yeah. Can't complain. Uh, excited uh, for baseball, doing some football, doing some crap. I spent the last hour doing like football stuff. It's crazy. And it's good for you, man. Yeah. It's uh, it's a little scary, but I'm going to so, stay on the baseball for a while. It's a whole new you. All right. <laughs> Flanking you to the left is the Greek god of mock drafts. And I'm pretty sure he's back to his old ways now. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. So, what's good, Nick? How you doing? What's today? up? Nothing. Just uh, just got home from the beach. Live close to the beach now. So feeling good. Nice. No no fingernails for us, huh? Yeah. My, uh, my two-year-old comes inside. I just got home from work. And she goes, Daddy, let me paint your fingernails. I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i go to my wife i'm like where's the nail polish remover she goes i don't know i'm like are you kidding me she goes oh, oh. She goes, oh we're going to the beach in like 10 minutes I'm like what what no <laughs> oh man oh, I, I found it i found it so we're good but hey listen i i, I, I humiliate my i humiliate myself on this show on a daily basis or weekly basis so i expect when you're going to paint your fingernails you're going to show the world Hey, if, she, if me, my so. daughter wants to paint my nails, have at it. Have I mean, you saw the shirt Andy wore last week. I mean, come on. <laughs> I actually grew on me. I, I made it look good. Let me tell you. Nice, nice. <laughs> rock, rock, rock the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. All right, Nick, we always start on a positive note. What's your victory lap this week, man? What went right for you? Yeah, nothing nothing too big this week, you know? Got the uh, home run derby. The all-star game was awesome last week. Um, we got the Warrior Bowl coming up, and then we got Raz Bowl next week. So we got a lot of big football content coming up. A lot of big uh, stuff. I'm at the one-on-one looking at a little QB action there. I think we'll talk a little bit about that later on the show. But uh, All right. Yeah, be interesting. All right, all right, Andy, take a lap, man. What's good? Well, um, before we jump into what's good, I'm going to also say that I'm, I'm not doing all the football draft that you guys are doing, but I'm really, really focusing on the best ball format. I like to be lazy. I like to draft now, and I like to get my best guys in there without having to worry about it. And that's why I got out of all the, the little little weak uh, home leagues, and uh, I'm just doing all the best buys. I'm uh, best balls. I'm in like seven, eight of them already, and uh, could have a little uh, little article coming up in the near future about it as well. But my victory lap goes to one of my guys, Willie Adamas. All right, I can't stop talking about this guy every single day. Uh, he gets traded to Milwaukee. And he's batting, you know, over 300, got 10 home runs, 35 RBIs in like, a, in like 50 games. It's ridiculous. And it's all because he couldn't see the ball in Tampa because he was a horrible hitter at home. He goes away. Now he's playing, you know, in that small little park in Milwaukee, and he's killing the ball. I love him, and he's going to be a high guy rising up to ADP next year. All right. Awesome. Awesome. My, my victory lap. Is a personal one. It's a shout out to uh, to Trevor and to my other son JT. But big moment last night. You can't see me. We're back, baby. John Cena returns. Woo! That pop so, was incredible. Yeah, that was fun, man. That was a lot of fun. My house went nuts. <laughs> Trevor's Trevor's been ranting and ranting and ranting, and I, I should bring him on for a rant about uh about how horrible Raw has been for like a year. And terrible, and and then uh, Cena made his his de- re debut last night on Money in the Bank, interrupting Roman Reigns' celebration. 
comes on and starts Raw this afternoon, well, this evening. Uh, a lot to be excited about. Wrestling's back in my house, so. There's, uh, <laughs> there's, even, there's even talk about bringing The Rock back because yeah. he is related to Reigns, so they want to bring him back into the fold. Yeah. I, so, I, 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 I think those are the two best of all time on the mic is The Rock yeah. and John Cena. Mm -hmm. So Easy, I, easy. I, I was never a big Cena guy, <laughs> but, you know, my, my modern – my my bet my top guy in a modern era uh jericho is probably my number one all time fozzy fozzy yeah yeah big time um my number two right for for recent is probably randy orton i i always kind of kind of went heel more than anything old school was obviously macho man um so you know cena was always the antithesis to to orton while while we were as a family picking up wrestling and everything so to see him back is kind of exciting. And that's the cool thing about wrestling is you can flip-flop on who you like and who you root for and everything like that because they flip-flop just as much. So it's not like, it's not like you know, the NFL or something like that where you, you keep a, an allegiance. So my time is now. But let, let's take a, uh, take a crash and burn, man. Nick, what made you fall on your face recently? A lot of IL spots. Um, just, just today I was setting my lineups uh, before we went to the beach, and um, I had – Jad Chisholm, and I had Brandon Crawford in my lineup. I, I saved myself on Jazz because I just got the um, IL notification, and I missed Crawford, and he's sitting in my, my lineup all week. So there's my crash and burn. My, my partner's for, for going to the beach today. Yep. Andy, what do you got for me? Well, mine was about going in the pool yesterday. Uh, the Mets are driving me crazy. I I just send these stupid tweets out late at night, getting pissed off. They want to hateful, come back. Hateful. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like they have so many injuries. Degrom is going to be out for a long time now. Lindor is going to be out for a long time now. Uh, you, you guys not coming back. That they, they can't hit the ball. You need Chili Davis back at uh, hitting coach because they can't hit the ball tonight. They have like six errors. They're horrible. I'm a diehard Mets fan. I wear this every single day. They're tough to watch, man. I say thank you. Let me go into the pool with my son. You got Benia in the uh, player pool. Have him come out there. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. All right, all right. Did you really quick? Did you see last <laughs> night something with the Yankees and laser pointers in center field? Did you catch that? I did not. There's something going on in center field. Um, one of the Red Sox fans brought it up. There was um, a fan in center field flashing a light. And they're trying to say he was tipping them off on signs. I didn't read too much into it, but you'll see like a big white glow in center field from the it's big. Probably somebody screwing around. It probably was, but they're gonna blow it up. You know, the right. funniest thing I saw was uh, there was this uh, there was this thing they were showing on uh, the All Star game how all like Vladimir Guerrero and Simeon and Xander and uh, Devers were in the outfield and they were talking about uh, you know who you're playing at the end of the break. This and that, like oh we play the Yankees, like oh that's tough. And then they went on the bus and say hello to Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole just looked at him, pissed off, and just walked away. You gotta love the the you know he he doesn't want to bond with these guys. He's gonna beat them. They're his enemy today and tomorrow. I don't care about the All Star game. I just thought it was cool because they're making fun of Cole, but that's the type of thing that we would have done back in the day. Right. Awesome. All right, Andy. My my crash and burn uh, just kind of came up today. And other than me, you, my parents, and anyone that might be watching from our hometown. Nobody else is going to get it. But after all these years, pizza time is closing. I thought, yeah, I thought it was getting sold, right? Yeah, what? no, they, yeah. they shut it down, man. See, wow. Nick's Nick's not even from around from around here. He he oh, lived in Rollway for a little bit. I pizza he, time. He lived by you for a little bit too. But I I was I was so fortunate, and I didn't know it growing up. The the street I lived on, my parents lived down the street from Pizza Time and Forty, 40 flavors. flavors. Wow, which is two. Woodbridge Township, like icons, staples. And, yeah, you know, you, you could go two blocks down to Carvel, and there's nobody in line. And then you go to Forty Flavors, and there's Ask a 45 minute wait for an ice cream cone, and they charge you nine dollars for it. And with pizza time across the street is the best pizza I've ever had in New Jersey. And oh, closing down Nancy's. Nancy's. Nick, Nick, let me tell you, Nancy's. Nancy's. If, you, if you wanted, if you wanted any place with wet walnuts. Ooh, my <laughs> man. That Nancy's. was the bomb. Uh -uh. Boom. <laughs> All right, Andy, what are, what are you complaining about this week, man? What, what makes you mad? Oh, the rant? It's just society, man. Just people don't know how to act. I'm not going to get pissed off and, <laughs> like, and get pissed off at people, but, like, you know, I'm glad. You're, you're banned from Major League Baseball parks now for throwing a ball and hitting Alex Verdugo. Stupid. You guys are morons. 
Like, okay. I just don't understand them. Like, they're, they're so dumb. If you get a baseball, which I had one touch my finger, okay? If I got a baseball, I would hand it to a kid now. Uh, I wouldn't throw it back at somebody and just cause drama. You know, people shooting people outside of the park, uh, out of the park. I mean, what is wrong with this place? Andy, you just brought up an a, a, a awesome memory for me, and I want to tell a quick story. I'll, I'll make it only a minute so we can get to the content. Um, so I went to the Home Run Derby at Yankee Stadium, the year that Josh Hamilton Josh went Hamilton berserk, wait, right? Wait. Yep. And, and it was pretty awesome. And before it, before it started, I'm walking through the bowels of Yankee Stadium, and I'm with my boss, Andy. You know him. You, you worked with him too, Chip. And he was kind of a dick. <laughs> And he and I went together, and a fly ball, a foul ball comes through the, uh, through the, the bowels, and it's, we're behind home plate. And it comes through, and everybody's running for the ball. And I dive for the ball, and I elbowed this guy in the face and slid to the ground. I didn't do it on purpose, but it happened. And I got the ball, and I stand up, and I'm cheering like, yeah, I got it. Dude, it was my boss that I elbowed in the face, and he was bleeding. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk some baseball and get this started. Um, I want to kick it off and talk about the Red Sox because there's a lot going on in their rotation. There's a, Right now, there's only about, I'd say, two people that you can count on, uh, some up-and-comers and some that are uh, falling in the toilet. So, Andy, uh, I'll start with you. What jumps out with, to you? What, what player in the Red Sox uh, rotation you want to talk about first? Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, I crash and burn all year with Erod. Uh, he is a model of inconsistency. Uh, he, in the past four games, he's had two really good ones and two really bad ones. Uh, you just can't trust him. Uh, most of the guys have been the same. Uh, Garrett Richards, uh, he's horrible. Uh, Pavetta has been, well, well let's, let's take them one at a time. Yeah. Let's take them one uh, at a time. So me and you are both invested in Erod, right? Yeah. So what, is, what are your thoughts for the rest of the year? Are you done with it? I mean, he looked solid against the Yankees night yeah. one back. It's, it's, you're gonna, it's a roller coaster ride. I don't like roller coasters, but I, I'm staying on the ride with him for a little bit. All right. Um, let, let me give you a couple of numbers that, that jump out at me and make me think that we might be in for something good. His, his expected ERA on the season is uh, 360, but his actual ERA is 519. Okay, so that basically says that he's unlucky and that yeah. the BABIP has been against his favor and he's just not not catching it. His walk rate is actually the best of his career so far, uh, 5.7%. Uh, the K rate has been pretty good, 27.6 yeah. online with his, uh, his average and 29.8 CSW rate is right in line with uh, the rest of baseball. So... The one thing that's scary, though, is he just had a great start against the Yankees, and now his next start is against the Yankees again. So that's I tough. have a bad feeling that we're going to see the bad version that, that you just talked about in the up and down. Well, the good and, thing is the Yankees are not good. So it's, yeah, that's I mean, they look good lesser, but hey, the JB team, the JB team won this weekend, <laughs> right? Yeah, no kidding. All right, so so we're probably holding on Erod, and we're just going to use him in the in, in spots that, you know, obviously if he has two starts, we'll use him. Good um, source of K's. Good source of K's. Yeah, definitely a good source of K's. Um, and the team's good, so the the win equity's there. But that seems to be his problem, and I don't have his the numbers handy, but I'm willing to bet that his fifth inning ERA is terrible because yeah. it seems like he has a beautiful start on the table every single day. And just pisses it away. All right. You started to mention Garrett Richards. I I think we talked too much about him already. Yeah. 196 whip since since uh June 1st. Sticky substance guy. Uh I don't know you heard this. He he actually said that he refuses to throw his curveball the rest of the year because he doesn't want to get hurt because he doesn't have a sticky substance to to get the grip with. So uh -huh. But he is he's scheduled to start tomorrow, I think. So all right, DFS. Okay. That, okay. Okay. That that's the guy I wanted to ask you about, Andy, is Tanner Hoke. Hoop, right? There it he is. Hoop, there it is. He right. looked really good the other day. He pitched three innings for a save. They're saying he's in the rotation. He's scheduled to start Wednesday. Um, with Chris Sale coming back. 
Perez sucking, Richard sucking. Uh, you mentioned Pavetta. He's been solid. Evaldi's been solid. You know, th that's six guys. Is is you think Hook is gonna is gonna get in there and stick? Or is they, he a stopgap for sale? I don't know. I think they could they could roll with six guys. You never know. I mean, sales not gonna be able to come in there and do a lot of innings right away. Uh, you know, uh, Tanner Tanner hasn't pitched that much in the in the minors. I mean, a lot of these guys are coming up on in, innings limits, and I, I feel that they might either run six guys or they might keep a uh, hooch freaking uh, you know spot starting coming in the middle middle innings and pitching four four innings, but. You know, he actually wasn't doing that great. I love his stuff, but he, he had an over five ERA in, in the Myers too. So but his, his strikeout rate is very good. So, I mean, he's a solid guy. Definitely something worth in the, in the future as well. Now, now, it would make sense what you started to say, to say that he's going to potentially be doing some piggyback starts where he's not necessarily in the rotation, but he's a long man. Yeah. But, but Alex Cora went so far to say he's in the rotation. And it would make sense to kind of have him come in because all of these guys we talked about, other than Eovaldi and, you know, Erod can't get out of his own way half the time. But Pavetta, uh, Richards, Perez, none of these – Sale won't be able to – none of these guys go deep into a game. So maybe Hoke is somebody that will just get a lot of innings in that kind of role. But still valuable because you said yeah. the strikeouts are there. Definitely. Definitely. So I agree. Nick, you have no shares of any Red Sox pitchers at all, do you? I have uh, Chris Sale in our home league. Um, I do have Chris Sale in another league. I, we have a IL spot, so I stashed him. I saw he's got a. I think he's got a rehab game tomorrow, possibly. I think he pitched uh, last week at five strikeouts in a couple innings. But I, I in the keeper league, I have him at what thirteen bucks, I think. Right. So now, 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 in that league, the Skidoo league is the one you're mentioning. Yeah. We don't have a bench there, so you no, have to no. you have to activate him right away. Yeah, and use him in your lineup. Is yeah. that a little little scary for you? Because in a league that you're competing in, if you're going for the title, you should have traded right. him by now. Um, if like if he was, yeah, if he was on my team, it'd be a problem. But if he was on your team, you should be yeah. trading him ASAP. Yeah. If he's not yeah. like like I, I I tanked, I sold this year, so I can clearly hold on to him because I think by right. next season opening day, he's gonna have a, not a full workload, but he'll have some sort of a good workload. I mean, yeah. for now, if you're competing, he needs to be traded. He's a great keeper for you. Oh yeah, for not thirteen bucks, yeah, I got an ace next year. I I agree with what you said. the The way that you keep him, if you're in, um, if you're in a five by five league that has a different scoring setup, like I have one that uh, K per nine is is a category, and strikeout to walk ratio is a category. So there, there's a lot of different ways that he is, but in a standard five by five, with uh with wins. Mm -hmm. As a major category, he's probably a little bit scary for you if if yeah. you're forced to use him and you can't you can't bench him and put him in and in I mean, a spot I, start. I think he, I think he's the best stash right now. I mean, you look at other guys like Severino. He's I don't think he's any any impact this year. I think Sale he comes up in August and he's he's kind of semi full strength by September. That's your playoff time right there for head to head leagues at least. Right, right, all right, cool. Um, okay, so the thing that's going to win the league for for most of us is saves. That's always the big, the hardest thing to get. No matter what your strategy is preseason for the save category, you're wrong. You didn't do, you didn't get it right. You know, this year, what did we do? We we went all in <coughs> on the top guys. Yep. You know, I have I have some Hendricks. I have some Hater. Those are working out fine. Um, you know, where we bought Melancone, that's working out okay. But we have big, big investments in, in Aroldis Chapman, and that just hasn't gotten there. You know, it, it, it's it's across the board, man. A lot of these guys are just just a shit show, and, and you got to get used to it. Um, but there's a couple of bullpens that right now might have something to offer. Uh, Andy, I, I want to start with you, and let's talk about the Marlins bullpen. Um, on... on uh, on July 7th, Don Mattingly said that Yimi Garcia was the closer. And since that day, he has gotten zero of the opportunities. So what do you think is going to happen with that bullpen? Well, yeah, Garcia is going to see the door. He's going to get traded because every contender needs a reliever. He is uh, a free agent that in a year. Uh, I think – how long ago did I tell you about – 
the new clothes are coming up, Anthony Bender. How long ago? At least a month ago. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, I just sent you some stuff I saw, and I'm just – he's just nasty. Like, I, it, it reminded me, like, when I first saw Karinczak, I was in love. And that's the exact same thing I see now. And his stuff is nasty. I think he's going to be great. I picked him up. I got $7 left in Fab, and I picked him up for $2 because he's that important to me. I love him. Nice. I, uh, I think he's going to be a, a closer next year. And uh, they're, they're definitely going to be sellers. So, you know, Marte's gone. You know, ben, uh, Bender's going to get an opportunity. There's going to be guys in the outfield getting opportunities. So, Marlins are selling. So, time to get him. Uh, and I say get him now before it costs you too much. Nice. I, I actually picked him up in TGFBI. I'm in, I think, 35th place overall, second in my division. And I went with a four-reliever uh, lineup this week. And I, I hope they do their thing because the guy we were just talking about, Nick Pavetta, one of my starters, is blowing up as we speak right now. So. Really? <laughs> it's like you could be run scored around. Cross him games. off then. Oh, my <laughs> God. But, yeah, ben, Bender's looking good, man. Uh I got him for two or three bucks in TGFBI. He's in my lineup. Let, let's get some uh, get some saves going, man. Let's get Yimi Garcia out of there. Let's yeah, make the, the trade. The ratios are going to be amazing. Uh, the strikeouts per nine, amazing. It's just it's just a, a good situation. All right, they they have a good bullpen overall. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Dylan Floro. I, I I was expecting a lot out of him, but he he doesn't have a shot at the role. I think it's Bender's to lose. All right, Nick. I know you're invested in uh, in Gregory Soto, and I can't stand this guy now. <laughs> I have some weird, sick obsession with the Detroit Tiger closing situation. It's like every single year I buy into somebody, Shane Green, yeah. Jimenez, Jimenez, Soto. Oh Who the hell is it going to be next year? <laughs> I have some weird, sick obsession with the damn Detroit Tigers. And the year I don't do it, he's going to get 50 saves. Some random Joe Schmo. So I give up. <laughs> you 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 know you know why you're invested in this every year, right? Why is that? Because it's dirt cheap. It is no, dirt cheap. Nobody well, else look, wants it. Well, yeah. I mean, look at right any preseason. The San Francisco Giant closers. We thought nothing of it. Same situation. And I look at everybody in the Giants. You, yep. Hey, but Tigers, they're dirt cheap. You're looking for that, you know, two and a half say closers per team. There you go. Throw a tiger in there. He'll lose his job by uh May. <laughs> April 4th. April 4th. <laughs> well, that's where Shane Green got traded. So he technically didn't lose the job, but he did. Right. But and then Jimenez took over. But Soto looks like he's on like his fourth tour of duty in this year. And he never really lost the job. It was just they kind of move everything it. around all, a little bit. They're, they're all losing it. He's yeah. the best arm in the pen. Yeah. They're, they're I, I mean, Michael Fulmer had a good run. He did. He did. Uh, it, he, it was, he um, was looking. He was yeah. looking good, and then he got hurt. It was and honorable. then he looked really good, and then he got hurt again. And then uh, Cisnero came in. I picked up Cisnero in TGFBI. He didn't do jack for me, um, but take up a roster spot. Now uh, Derek Holland is in the mix too. So, oh boy, how old is he? Uh, fifty-four, I think. That's. I thought he was fifty-five, but I'll take fifty-four. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll put. A, I'll put a bit in. All right, a Andy. Uh, Real quick, Soto, Holland, Fulmer, Cisnero, or go to hell. Soto, I'm taking Soto. All right, I, I'm not gonna. He's the best arm in the in the pen. I've, I drafted him in the beginning of the year. I still believe in him, and uh, he will get some strikeouts per inning. He might kill your whip a little bit, but best chance. Do you believe there's five teams with seven runs or more already? And it's only like nine o'clock. It's crazy. I don't so even want to look. Bring oh, it on. God. My I don't God. even want to look. Dude, Pavetta had a nine-run lead in the first inning, and he's going to no, screw it up. He still has an eight-run eight lead. Yeah, but he's yeah. not going to get through the fifth inning. Oh, that's a problem. I don't need the wins, though. That, that's my best category. I'm dominant in wins because I, I've been streaming pretty, pretty damn well, but I don't have any saves because of it. And obviously, when you stream, you're kind of – you usually suck in ERA, so – but that's what it is. All right. So Andy says stay in on Soto if you got him. And uh, everybody else, just go to hell. All right. Let's talk about a bullpen that should be dominant. But you, is... you're, you're talking about this one. What? You're talking about this one. Let's go. Who, Cleveland? Yeah. I want to hear what Cleveland you guys say. Rocks. I, I, I don't know oh. what to I, – I, I don't know what to tell you about the Cleveland bullpen 
because I can't stomach to watch it. Dude, don't. Karinchak. Don't do it. Karinchak is the absolute worst to watch. The results there, but you get stomach pains from watching this guy. You said Armando Benitez. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. Like, he legitimately is Ricky Vaughn, dude. Like, I'm watching Mitch Williams all over again. <laughs> what is it with the number 99 and being psychotic on the mound? Like, yeah. it's a thing. Uh, his stuff is nasty. Like, that, that's the craziest thing about it is he throws 102 with sick movement, and his breaking ball is the nastiest thing I've ever seen. Dropping, like, 16 miles an hour down from the fastball, it's unhittable, but he doesn't know where the hell the fastball is going at all, ever. So it's ineffective. And, and they try to give him the role, and he blows it. So they give it back to Classe, and he blows it. And then he gives it back to Karinczak, and he blows it. So, I mean, there's some consistency there, at least. You know, it's kind of every other outing. I mean, you got to stay invested in both of these guys in Dynasty, right? They both Absolutely. are going to have a role. Oh, They're going to have a huge K per nine. It's going to work out. They're going to figure it out. You know, he guy throws 101 freaking cutter. I mean, he, he could be like, like his cutter is amazing. He just doesn't know how to control it yet. Yep. I don't know. I can't watch it. So tell me, I, I see the numbers at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, three, you know, one, one hit, two walks, three strikeouts, got the save. All right. I'll take it. Scary as hell. Oh, man. All right. So I guess we got to talk about the Phillies because that's out there. Um, Ranger Suarez looked like he kind of took the rollover. He's not your conventional closer. He's a three-pitch guy. He was always a starter coming through the minors. Um, you know, he, he's a, a sinker first guy, which, which does jive with, 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 with the bullpen. Uh, no fastball, though. He, he only throws like 93, 94. Uh, so, so there's really not that factor there. So the changeup isn't nearly as effective as it could be. They gave him the role. He was looking good. Uh, I, I think his ERA right now is like 1.2 on the yeah, year, even with the blow up the other day. Dude, I actually pulled over on the side of the road. I was driving home from work because I wanted to watch him pitch. I pulled over on the side of the road so I could watch it instead of listening to it. And he just like, when he gave up that bomb, it was like, oh. <laughs> like that was the face he made and i'm like yeah he's done and then he struggled to get out of it and then the next the next save opportunity a couple days later i mean that get that was what was worse not only did he blow the save and not get an opportunity for the win the game then went to over extra innings and then got suspended so it's like you got to sit there and on this blown save for like a goddamn week speaking of blown saves let's talk about the phillies for a second with blown <laughs> saves 1880, 1883, they were founded. The oldest franchise in major league sports in the United States. 1883. That's over 140 years old, right? Their all-time record for blown saves in a season is 25. Ranger Suarez the other night had their 23rd. And there's still 75 games left in the and, season. And they're only two games out. They only need two, man. It'll only take two. Yeah. And they're only two games out. Only two exactly. Because it's a mess. Exactly. So <laughs> let's take this back to uh, to fantasy speak for a second. So if you're desperate for saves, here's my take on the situation. Um, Jose Alvarado, you can't watch it. it, it it's, it's, it's worse than Karinczak. Um Archie Bradley, not in the conversation, won't ever be in the conversation. Uh, Hector Neris is a stomach virus, and Ranger <laughs> Suarez is probably going to get another opportunity. I think that Neris's save was just a breather for Suarez, and I think the next save opportunity goes to Ranger Suarez. And if he fails, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I think Connor Brogdon is ne next in line, the fifth man up. For for the closers role, but he's I think got, Connor. He's got, he's got good I think stuff. Connor Brogdon's next. He's got good stuff. Yeah, I mean he's been around a while, but I don't know. Either of you guys got another uh, another closer candidate? Any sneaky saves that you might want to recommend? Hansel yeah. Robles. Hansel oh, Robles. Number ten. Oh, just got number ten today. Yeah. What? Ten. Number ten. Why not? 
Because he's horrible. He's, he's like absolutely Justin, terrible. He's like Justin Turner. He was just hey, horrible with the Mets and then leaves and does something good. Hey, who cares? At a 15-teamer like our league, he'll probably go for 30 bucks in uh, free agency nice. time of year. So, so here's something. Let's discuss this real quick. Who is going to close August 1st for the Cubs? Who? It's not going to be Kimbrell. Mm-mm. They're selling. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Rex Brothers, who's doing okay in the bullpen? Or is it going to be Rowan uh, Wick, who's coming back from uh, surgery? I mean, I don't know. Who's the guy? That's your spot where you can attack, uh, attack something. Nice. Good thinking. I like Rowan Wick, man. I always liked him. I liked him last year. I thought you know, when Kimbrell was uh, breaking down, I thought it was his year. But Kimbrell's having a great year, and he's going to be gone. He's going to be one of the highest sought-out sort of players all right, I got I got one guy that I, I'm buying a little bit of. I'm I know Andy's going to get mad at me and curse me out, but you know, out in Seattle, Paul Seawald is is looking good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, another dumbass met. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but dude, two two straight saves. Okay, so he's gotten two straight opportunities and converted them both. Dude's got a forty two and a half k k rate. Okay, his CSW rate is is over 40%. That means that of the pitches he's throwing, major league hitters are swinging and missing at 40% of them. Here, right? here, here's your way into your next uh, intro. If you put me in Buffalo right now, I will take Seawall deep. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Not Toronto, so. but Buffalo, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Andy, uh, you, you mentioned Toronto slash Buffalo. You, you had a little bit of an opinion on the Toronto Blue Jays moving forward. Why don't you talk about that for a second? Well, I mean, you know, obviously they're going to move back to Toronto uh, very soon. Uh, all these guys who are playing this little league ballpark, uh, hitting home runs all over the place. Obviously it's not going to affect Vlad and Simeon and, and guys like that. But I mean, uh, Kevin, Kevin Biggio is garbage. You know, he's getting probably some cheap home runs like he did tonight <laughs> against Pavetta. You know, Victory lap. Victory <laughs> lap. Yeah. Correction burn. Uh, so <laughs> obviously, obviously, um, you know, I was wrong about him. And I think that some of the Blue Jay hitters are going to regress. Uh, another guy that, uh, you know, could do well is the pitchers of Toronto going, going back to a, a bigger park, you know, not playing in this little bandbox where there's 16 runs in five innings tonight. I, I think that there, there could be something there. What do you guys think? Yeah. That's a great. I, I you're agree. not. You're not the best guy on the. I agree. Real for nothing. <laughs> He's not the best colored man in the league. <laughs> there you <nothing>. go. <laughs> that was major league. That was major league. Did you know? Yep. I, I my my point to it also, and I I, I don't really have a, a direction to say that it'll affect us for fantasy or even for production. Is the thing that's exciting about it is they get an opportunity to play in front of their home fans for the first time in two years. So there hasn't been a live baseball game since two, 2019 in Toronto. Uh, that's got to be exciting. And I, I got to imagine that the team is going to go on, on a little bit of a run and, and get a little pumped up from that. So maybe some of these, you know, m- maybe the home run counts will go down, but but some of the run production will, will, will stay the same or even get potentially better. Uh, just my two cents. All right, so we talked about saves a little bit. Let's talk about stolen bases. And there's a couple of guys that recently came up from the minors that are all possible, not necessarily league winners in the stolen base categories, but, yeah, maybe league winners. So, Andy, uh, let's start off with Duran. He hit his first home run today. Uh, You got any shares of him? You know, what are your expectations going forward as far as playing time and production? Uh, I think he's going to be – you know, he's going to have his hot days and he's going to have some real bad days. He, he does struggle with contact. And I think dealing with some of these major league pitchers, or he's either going to have a, a good beginning and they're going to react to him or he's going to get off to a good start and they're going to react to him and throw a lot of breaking balls. Uh, I feel that you know you can definitely get possibly 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases the rest of the way with the guy. I feel that uh, another guy like Bobby Witt, I think he just got promoted to AAA, yep. uh, AAA. yesterday. Yep. I think that he'll be up in the next three weeks, and he can provide you know eight to ten. Do you think more or less? No, Soto just hit yeah. another home run. Eight, <laughs> eighteen, nothing. Uh, oh so you God. you got uh, <laughs> so you got Wit, who I think can get eight eight home runs, eight stolen bases the rest of the time. He's up. 
And, you know, Kelnick part two is coming up. So we'll see how he reacts to his second taste. I think he'll be fine. And I it think, looks good. Uh, He's got three games in three hits hitting every game. Yeah, so that that's yeah. the, the average is back up over a hundred now. Yeah. I think, I think he will improve the rest of the year. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to say with these Tampa Bay. I mean, Bruhan's up, you know, they've, they've only played him like three or four games. What's where Jeff go? Nick, where'd you? Oh, there he is. Oh, hey, there he is. Hey, John Cena's there. You can't see him. Uh, yeah, hundred bucks in Fab, bro. You you can't see Bruhan in the starting lineup. He's only in there like three or four times since he's been up. It's it's horrible. I don't know what they're doing. Hey, where'd Jeff go? Where'd Jeff go? Not in the lineup again today. Hey, where's Why? Jeff? Jeff, you there? Yeah, you, you want a, a cheap guy? I got. Andy doesn't, doesn't get it. I don't because we're talking about baseball here. Okay, I'm not talking <laughs> about wrestling. All right, all right, we, you know. Hulk Hogan, that was my time, all right? So let's talk about a guy who is going under the radar. He's barely owned. He has seven home runs and seven stolen bases and like 115 at-bats. And he's going to get playing time once Mitch Hanniger goes away. Jake Fraley. I think he's a cheap guy you can get now without the big fanfare. That He just does. He just puts up numbers. Just put him in the lineup. That's a guy. That's awesome. We need that to happen because we have him in the Ramada League. Yeah, he's good. Right? I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited about him. Yep. So we, we need him to be activated before James Anderson comes on the show so that we can <laughs> rub it in his face a little bit. <laughs> even though we're really not having that great of a season, uh, we're still beating him. So yeah, that's good enough. All right. Anybody else on the, uh, on the stolen base front you want to talk about or any other prospects coming up? Before we transition to football, damn it! No, we're going, we're going football already. Okay, all right, all right. But well, I got to, <laughs> I, I got to hear about your, I got to hear about your, uh, your throwback player of the day uh, okay. of the week, man. I look forward to that segment. All so right. let's do it. All right, all right. So uh, my throwback guy, uh, he was a draft pick in 1997, first round pick. Uh, he. 366 career home runs, 293 average. In 2001, on my team, when I won a league, he had a 331 uh, average, uh, 430 on base percentage, hit 34 home runs, 126 RBIs, 110 runs scored, and seven stolen bases. And he plays really good in center field, going up that little hill, that, that mountain in center field. He made a monster catch. It was one of the best catches I've ever seen. Who is he? Oh, I got a guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's not gonna guess it. Yeah, it, no, it, what, what, what? It, huh? Wait, did you did you select him with the last overall pick in a farm draft once? Yeah, that's true. Are we talking about Lance Berkman? That's true. There you All go. Right. I try to do my Hulk Hogan thing, like <laughs> try to get you guys into it, but uh, you got a face guy. for radio, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Berkman, that's my guy. Nice, nice, nice. All right, uh, Andy, anything else on baseball before we do CPR on Nick and make sure he's awake? No, no, we're good. We're good. Let's get Nick involved. <laughs> Looks like he's going to sleep or painting his nails. Let's no, go. yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting a nail polish off. I'm watching his I'm, I'm watching, it's, like watching, it's like watching football right now. These baseball scores are unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. That's all I've been looking at. It's crazy. Right, we keep time. going for two also, man. What the mm -hmm. hell? Time for yeah. me to look. All right. You Eight, watch, they got an 18-burger going. <laughs> Nice. All right, Nick, let, let's start off where, uh, you know, you, you're the big zero wide receiver guy. Yep. And you've yep. sold me, you've sold me on it big time. Uh, we got the warrior bowl coming up this week, which is basically pretty much the same thing as the Scott fish bowl from, from Very a personal. roster construction. No, no kit. Oh, well there is kickers, right? I don't even know. Yeah, there is kickers. You have to, I you think have to right. start a kicker. I think so. You have to start a kicker. Yes. So that's that's a lot different than the than the flexing a kicker. Did you see uh, Young Hoku's uh, Jeep got stolen today? Yeah, that's awesome. And he was complaining that his uh, cleats are in there. So you might have to, we might have to fade him a little bit. I'm sure yeah, you'll he, find some other Young Ho. Oh my God! <laughs> he he actually went so far as to say, "I don't care about the Jeep. Please get my cleats back so I could kick again." That's hilarious. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> He's like, I won't even be mad, bro. Just bring me back my cleats. Keep the Jeep. Oh, man. All right. So let's talk about a little strategy here. Mm -hmm. So 
we'll talk about your plan first and then, and then you could help me to make a plan because I don't have one. Yeah. Um, so you're in the one Oh one spot. So I know you're going to, you're going to take a very familiar face. Yeah. I'm going to take Tim Tebow one Oh one and I'm going to run with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes one Oh one. I think it's very obvious in this format, the Superflex format Mahomes one Oh one all day long. Okay. So there's no third round reversal on this. So Thank what, goodness. Are, what are you hoping to happen in, in the next, say, two to four rounds? Well, I'm highly considering nobody in my division is watching this, but um, I'm, I'm – Yeah, because it's I mean, mostly I'm, from Europe. Yeah, so they're not going to see this. They're having a so spot I'm, of tea right now. Yeah, it's a little tea time. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, go Mahomes one-on-one, and then it's almost best player available at that point. I would love Eckler – he felt to me a third round reversal on fish. I don't see it here. I might land myself maybe like a Gibson type back. Uh, I'll see what the quarterback situation looks like, but I'll probably end up going with um, running back, running back in that spot. And then quarterback, I'll just see what happens in the fourth and fifth round. Who's there, which is the flip anyway. Okay. Now this is a pseudo tight end premium league. That's actually an extreme tight end premium league because it's it's three quarters of a point per reception for running backs, full PPR for wide receivers, and one and a half for tight ends. Yeah, so, so it's all is, it's all over the place. Right. So does that push down running backs in your mind in any way or eh, not really? I mean, the full point for the receiver, you, you want to get a target hog, you want to get that wide receiver one on the team potentially. It could downplay the zero wide receiver strategy just a little bit, but I'm not going to let it, you know, fade from my strategy on that one. Okay. Yeah. I, I always said, like, the scoring system is important and you need to know that. Yeah. But 100%. The, score, the scoring system affects every player the same. So, yeah. Yeah. The depth and the value at a position is the same for everybody. You know, like we were talking about with, with Scott Fishbowl, we got John U. Smith in the eighth round, ninth round, whatever it was that for each of us. I think all three yeah. of us have him, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think I think by the end of August, I think John U. Smith's going to be talking about was the top ten tight end. Right. So all these people that were taking Darren Waller in the first round aren't realizing that in the eighth round, when they're taking Young Ho Koo, we're getting a tight end that's going to get a point and a half per reception as well. Yeah, we're so now our yeah. leverage on them is in the flex positions where mm -hmm. they had the leverage in the tight end one position mm -hmm. on us. Yep. So it all it all balances out in the end. So yeah, I I, I don't out. find in every draft I do. I mean, I I've tried taking even a redrafts taking Waller maybe in a two or three round spot, and I just don't like the construction of the team at the end of it. I'd rather wait, take like again, fishable. I have Johnu and Austin Hooper. Not, I mean. Right now, not great, great options, but consistent. They'll get me five, ten points a game, possibly. Right, but and, I'm not, I'm not reaching. Okay, a Andy, you're doing a lot of best balls right now. Before we get to my warrior bowl, um, what are you doing with the wide receiver position? Uh, and, and Nick might be able to help us a little bit with, with this in a standard one quarterback setup, like uh, I, I guess underdog is probably where you're playing the most right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, so that's only one quarterback. There's no premiums on, on tight ends or anything like that. So where are where do you feel comfortable with your first wide receiver? Round, round, round four, round five. I'm okay with that. I, I'm trying to get – if I can go running back, running back, running back – that's the key to go there. And then you can get fill in those really good wide receivers later. Uh, and then I'm filling in a quarterback and tight end later in the day after that. I'm usually trying to go, you know, my first eight to nine players are all running backs and wide receivers. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. So, so Nick, what do you think is kind of the end all be all with the wide receiver in that format? It, it depends where you're drafting. Um, so my home league, my work league, we just uh, we did our draft order based on the open. We were assigned each uh, a golfer, and um, my golfer got third place. So awesome. I have the, I have the third pick, and I was practicing some mock drafts, doing the zero wide receiver strategy. And at that turn, when that four five turn comes back around, you're essentially picking your first receiver in the fifth round. I mean, it gets pretty bad. So if you're picking in the middle. 
maybe you you could get away with it, but I'm finding myself maybe take a solid wide receiver one in the third or fourth. I think the fourth is the earliest in a redraft. I'll take one. If we're talking super flex, I'm still waiting the fifth plus. But in a standard redraft, I think it gets pretty ugly pretty quickly. And especially since in our in the regular home yeah. league, you're playing against some guys who they're not watching this right now. They might turn on a podcast a week before and start practicing, and they'll see a receiver round two and they'll jump on them just because of the name. Not a strategy, nothing to it. So that's going to push a lot of people back. All right, so let me ask you this. So let's say that your league goes very heavy wide receiver early, right? Yep. Yeah. First two rounds, one or two go in the first, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then the whole second round is primarily wide receivers. Okay. So you press the panic button. Nope. And, and take one in the third. Nope. Okay. Well, all, all right. Let, let's. Let, okay. Let me let me rephrase. You see value. Yes. In the third. And go with that, right? Yeah. If I, you see some stud running backs being pushed. A couple of years ago, I took uh, the Dalvin Cook's breakout year. I took him in the third round because guys are receivers went heavy. Running backs were being pushed. So I'm going to take with the value where it's at. And guess what? If I have five solid running backs and weak on receiver, it's called the trade market. Someone's going to be looking for that running back about a couple weeks in. I can band aid my team and win a few games right away. All right. So go go with, with a zigzag. You, zag. you play the board. If the running backs are falling, take them all because they're valuable. Because once you get to the fifth round, you're talking handcuffs. You're talking committees all the way through. See, see, that's what I love doing. And 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 Andy just spoke to that point a minute ago. Is if if you can load up and have three or four running backs that are like weekly starters, no mm-hmm. question. Yeah. That means that your opponent is only going to have two. Yeah, most of the yeah. time. So it's just leverage against the field, and you you might be a little thin at, at you know, the, like the name for your wide receiver one might not look nice against you know you're going up against Tyreek Hill and yeah. yours is yours is Tyler Lockett. You're like, oh crap, this guy's receivers are going to kick my ass this week. But mm-hmm. the leverage you have at every other position is going to be so much more. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking, say, from you're at the one on one spot and you take McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, and you get Cam Akers. You could take essentially flip Cam Akers for a wide receiver one, three, four, five weeks in the season. If somebody loses a running back, someone's getting injured. You can you can play that leverage right there. Awesome. And I'm sure by round seven, eight, nine, when you're doing your bench rounds, you're gonna find some gems. You're gonna find some guys that are that can fill right in immediately. All right, you you want you want a super sleeper? I got a super sleeper, ADP one seventy, and this goes with the, the no wide receiver that is Nick is uh taught us and we've been following him on it i love it i've been taking claypool as my first one adp 170 his name is aj green he's with tyler murray no don't listen listen i took i took him in, i listen, took him in fish no, ball. I listen him in fish I'm, ball. Tell, I'm telling you right now i heard the beat writer okay talking he looks really good and this is the first time in his entire career through college and high school that he won't have two guys on him because of d hop Okay, he's going to be in single coverage. He's going to be by himself. 170. Do it. So just to add to that, so I took, I took no, AJ dude. Green in fishbowl around 17. Uh, around 16, I took Rondell Moore. I think AJ Green will line up outside Hopkins, and I think Rondell Moore is going to be that slot man that is going to get a ton of looks. If AJ Green can stay healthy, I think he has wide receiver three, wide receiver four value. Maybe that wide receiver two weeks every once in a while. Best ball is perfect. Best ball, but, but one seventy. But were, weren't they grooming Christian Kirk to take that that role? Not happening. It's not happening. He hasn't, he hasn't stepped up. Not happening. not happening. He hasn't stepped up. But, but he never had an opportunity to play not his natural position. Not because Larry Fitzgerald was playing his natural position. Now AJ Green's in it. Yeah, they're they're saying they're <laughs> they're saying that he's definitely the third right now. Yeah, and then Rondo Moore is going to outplay him in camp, and he'll be the four. And Andy Isabel is going to get cut. That's what they oh, yeah. say. He was a, a second-round pick, I think, wasn't yeah. he? Yes, he yeah, was. Out of a UMass. UMass. Yep. All right. 170. Well, 170. All right. But, but even, Andy, look at, even look at last year, just to piggyback off of the uh, article I wrote, Justin Jefferson's his ADP was, I want to say, in the teens, like round-wise. And he finished a wide – he think he finished the top 10, top 15 last year. So, like, these guys are out there. You're Look at Houston. 
Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks, they're sliding because of the quarterback situation. I think Nico Collins is going to have a great season. Like, the guys like that are great, great flyers. Yeah. If you ask me, this year's Justin Je – well, this year's Justin Jefferson doesn't exist. There, no, it doesn't. No, no. No, nobody's going to do that. No. no. But the, the guy I think that's coming from the sixth or eighth ranked wide receiver – and jump frog and everybody is going to be Terrace Marshall Jr. That's my yeah. guy. So I, I think he's the one that's going real late, real late, that has a chance for that breakout spot that, that could have a, a long role uh, and, and, you know, a, a good situation with a, with a, a new quarterback. So a, bad, a few bad quarterback. So a few things I have Jets here. fans I have, are haters. haters. I have four wide receivers I'm looking at this year. I wrote down um, – I think Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers is going to have a massive breakout this year. I think he's someone to definitely target. I think Elijah Moore has a Debo Samuel breakout midseason. Not right away. He might be one of those guys you draft him early, he ain't doing much, you cut him, and then he breaks out. Um, the Detroit Lions, take a look at them. Rashad Perriman, he's the wide receiver one for Detroit right now. He's going to get the targets, and he was held back by Adam Gase. And then another one is... Amon Ra St. Brown, I believe is I believe it is. I think mm -hmm. I got that order correctly. His uh, brother Equinemius. Yes. So my think is weeks one, week two, when he blows up, sell him. Trade immediately. Get that value well, high. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing. Let, let, let me let me speak to your point on that, Nick. Jared Goff uh in the last three years is third in the NFL in in passing yards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And think about the defenses he's been that's he's had though. on his team. That's he's been though. he's had an elite defense at all times mm -hmm. with Aaron Donald on his team, right? Yep. So he's been playing most games from the lead, and he's third in the league in in passing yards, right? Now he has an absolute shit show for a defense. They're yep. gonna be like like horribly like embarrassingly bad they're going to be playing yeah. from behind yeah. five minutes into every game yep right st yeah. brown st brown in the slot is going to be playing that role cooper, that cooper cup. cup did mm -hmm. and you know how much he peppered cooper cup and you saw what robert woods has done with him so yeah. I, i'm and i'm look, on board man i want to go back to the fishbowl and redraft it and, and, and look at um shares of these two guys look at, look at their draft panay sewell they took they fortify that line tj hawkinson's lineup at tight end I mean, they have some potential. Nice. Nice. So, Andy, just, just to close your point on A.J. Green, right? You're not, you don't want to draft him as a starter, right? No. You're, he's you're trying to draft him as one of your – Right. So, you're trying to draft him yeah. – Right. I just want to clarify that. He's a, bench, he's a bench guy, and he's going to be in your starting lap. He's that good. He's going to have that good of a year. I think he's awesome. going to be – You can get a value right now, and he won't be a value in – September. Awesome. All right. I'm going to get me a share. All right. So, so let's go back to the warrior bowl for a minute. So this is a super flex league with tight end premium and everything. I got the mm -hmm. fifth pick. I got the fifth pick. All right. So I, in my head, maybe, maybe it's Dak, right? It, it, it should go Mahomes, CMC, Allen, Kyler, Kyler, that's, all right, maybe, that's top so four. Maybe, all right. That's so, top four right there. Okay. Any of those four, four out of the top four, you got to take them. Okay. So, so let, let, let's, so if CMC's on the board, I take them, right? 100%. Okay. What about Kelsey? Because that's my guy. So you're looking at Kelsey, Dak, Lamar, Dalvin Cook. Those are your options. Or CMC. He won't be there. I he went like eighth in my in my uh that's crazy. That's crazy. He went if, he's there, if, he's there, if he's there, you take him. Yeah, but I'm, but talk, I, I'm talking if those four go off the board and you're looking at Dak, Kelsey, and uh Lamar or Cook, those those would be your four options. Okay, so let's talk about that. Dak, Cook, Lamar, and Kelsey. Talk me out of Kelsey. Because I'm doing it there. I think I'm doing it. I think who's, I'm. I think I'm on Team Kelsey right there. Who's your QB one? Who's your running back one? Then now you're taking QB one or running back one round three. That, that's why they give us a second, third, and fourth round pick. Also, 
I did not trade. I did not trade away those picks. <laughs> Kelsey's a good one. He's a good one. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not a tight end guy round one. That's his guy, man. That's just me pers- that's personally. You do, you do need a share. You need a share. Oh, I got shares, man. You got, got shares. shares. Oh, it takes something different. I got shares for days. Go take Dak. Yeah, we, we we'll we'll talk when that comes up. I don't know, man. Actually, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to check on me because I'm gonna be on the beach. Be on beach when it starts in Jamaica, and I, I'm not gonna remember there was a draft, and it's only a four hour clock. An eight hour clock, you could get away with anything. A four hour clock, you could screw that up. Mm-hmm. Gotta set you that know? cue, especially on vacation. Yeah, and they, set that they, cue. They, and they walk weed right up to you on the beach. So yeah, he's on vacation. I, Bro, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my, my wife has the worst case of asthma I've ever seen, and I have respiratory failure. You think we're smoking weed? He's not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Get ready for the red stripe, my man. All right. Cool. All right. Any other nuggets on football we want to talk about before we get out of here? Or baseball, if you forgot? Nothing really. Nothing really. I'm, I'm putting a sleeper article together. It'll be out before our show next week. Um, Always going to do that July sleeper article in because then you're going to see some of these ADPs skyrocket come August. Now you can definitely tell a couple of guys I'm going to put on there are going to just boost like crazy. Yo, Nick, do you know who Bismarcky is? Who? Bismarcky. Don't, don't make me do it. Oh, come on, who? Man. Do it, who? man. You make yourself you look stupid it. all the time. Bismarck you're wearing a wine shirt. It's Bismarck's it. a city. It's a city in South Dakota, isn't it? Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, snap. Guess what That's I saw? That's what I saw. <laughs> oh. Oh, baby, you. <laughs> on, that, on that note, on that note, <laughs> rest in peace, man. Well, I, I got a couple of football questions. I, 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 I need you guys to clarify for me. So uh, I'm out for personal reasons, but Cole Beasley, they're saying he might get cut. So I'm not touching him. Are, are oh, we man. 100% out on him? Yeah. He's yeah. an anti-vaxxer. So, so uh, it's not worth just take it all. Take all that aside. It's just not worth the risk. The job security. I'm not taking any risks in July like that. You jump on Gabrielle Davis. There you go. Yes. Yes. That's Late. That, that's a sexy name. There you go. What about Emmanuel Sanders, man? Mm. I like. I like Davis. I, I like Davis. Davis. He's been. He's. He's been on the team already. He's got the chemistry going. Yeah, you can spread the field. I like it. Okay, so so let's go to Emmanuel Sanders' old team. Let's talk about the New Orleans Saints quarterback situation because word is getting out there that Taysom Hill might be the leader in the clubhouse right now. What does this do for fantasy if Taysom Hill gets the job? Alvin Kamara. There you go. Down. Way down. Down, down, down. Right. Down. And, and, and that's, that's because Taysom's a gunslinger and he just doesn't check down. Right? Nope. 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 So, so Kamara's reception total and down. targets were way down, right? But you'd feel confident in Michael Thomas still. I heard no. they don't. I heard no. they don't have a good connection. Not at all. But actually, er, early in the season, he Michael Thomas said that he wanted Taysom Hill to have the job. And once he got him, he goes, "Oh hell no!" Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I heard they don't. They don't have a good connection. None. It's, it's going to be a complete disaster. So we're we're looking at it as a college college offense at that please point. Please, please, Jameis win the job. Yeah, but <laughs> dude, what, he had what, LASIK. He had LASIK. But but what about what about for fantasy the the addition of a new QB one because Jameis Winston's not going to be a QB one. No, Taysom Hill is a QB one. No, he's not with, with the starting job. He yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. is. All right, he's got the rushing ability. You're he's right. going to be a thousand yard rusher with eight yeah, to ten rushing. rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's a goal. He's a goal and vulture. Right. He he's an RB two. You take Latavius Murray and you completely throw him out the window at that point. Yeah, good point. So I don't know. So all right. So if Taysom Hill gets the job, we're we're bullish on Taysom Hill, but we're very bearish on Kamara. Kamara. Kamara in that situation, how far down do you drop him in your rankings, Nick? End of the first. End of the first. It's going to go CMC, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. I I'm already take- there. I'm already there. Jonathan Taylor, Zeke and Saquon. Oh, no. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. <sighs> I, I, I know what Andy will say, and I'm going to make Andy say it out loud. That's tough. All right. So, so Zeke or Kamara with Taysom Hill? Pick. Kamara. PPR. Kamara. 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 You're still Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. Saquon or Kamara? No, don't make me even say it. Man. That's not even a question. Saquon's going to start slow, but he's going to finish like a monster. So I he's actually ne- probably. He's never go- finished. I would probably go. He's never finished, oh. period. <laughs> he's never finished. <laughs> How are you finished? Well, an ACL. I'd probably go Kamara. Yeah, he, he, he burned me two years in a row. I'd go, say, I'd go Saquon over Zeke, and I'd go Kamara over both. So you are barely dropping Kamara in your rankings. I have Jonathan. I would put Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry over him. That would be my drop right right there. So you have him as RB five. Yeah. With, with Hill, but RB three. Three with, with Winston. Just because of the checkdown factor, I think Winston will check down. All right, my my rankings a little bit more steep because I already have him behind Henry to start with. And I think I'm dropping him into the second round with yeah, some help. It's bad. It's not good. I mean, he he's going behind Saquon for me. Uh, I I the, well, like. Let's... I might I might even I you know you, you could just kill me now before I even say it, but I might even be Najee Harris above him at that point. Yeah, I won't go that far. That, yeah, that that's yeah. a terrible offensive line. Yeah. I mean, and we got to look at Kamara. Got to have the ball total. in your hand to do something with. We got to look at Kamara's. Point total too. Without that fifty-six point game, he's kind of he's kind of down there a little bit. I mean, if you look at it, well, it, it looks like week eleven and twelve, he had Hill ten and a half points, six point two points, and that's full point PPR. And a half point, you're cutting that way down. All right, scary. All right, guys, let's wrap this thing up, man. Uh, we did a you guys did a great job today. I'm going on vacation. I'm getting the hell out of here. We'll be back nice. on Wednesday next week. Uh, we do have a very special guest, uh, baseball-wise. We'll we'll announce that on Twitter after the weekend. Um, you know, and, and uh, we'll we'll be back to back to full-time baseball for a week or two before we get into it deep on football, deep, 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 because it's redraft season now. Um, you know, we'll we'll be putting out our Warrior Bowl. We have uh, what's the other one too? We have uh, Raz Bowl. Raz Bowl. That Andy, you sign up for that? No, I, no, you forgot again. Yeah, DFS. I'm I'm uh, running DFS. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But that, that's actually let, let me let me get to that point. On our mm-hmm. website this year this year for football, you'll be seeing at least two articles a week. Uh, you'll be seeing a um, a DFS playbook that'll be a collaboration with me and Andy, and then we will do a live stream over the weekend for DFS and we've been killing it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we're like, I think four seasons in a row net positive four figures each year. Um, Nick had a very popular waiver wire article last year, uh, that comes out on Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning. Uh, basically it's one of the first, uh, waiver wire articles out there each week for the most part. Yeah, so, it's, it's typed up just waiting for that Monday night football game. And then it goes. Yes. Yes. And we just got to make sure that the person editing stays sober enough to uh, yeah, make sure yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, please do that. It's Monday night. Uh, I don't know who that is, but that's that. And then Nick and I, uh, or Andy may be involved in it too. We'll be doing a Tuesday night waiver live stream also to uh, get you ready for, for those waiver wires and, and set your uh, fab dollars. And that'll be a lot of that'll be question and answer. We'll be looking to uh, look into Twitter and look into the group chats and whatnot to get information on uh, what people are looking for and answering their questions with our rankings on that. So that's real exciting. We got a lot coming up. Football is going to be really good to us. Uh, we got a lot of guests coming up in the next couple of weeks to wrap up, you know, baseball and get into full-time football mode, uh, which sucks but that's what everybody wants so we're gonna do it right <laughs> all right andy anything intelligent to say before uh i get on an airplane no no i just want you and uh your wife to have a great time enjoy your first vacation as adults yep it's crazy <laughs> i haven't packed yet in the flights in like 12 hours yeah, I'm in trouble. sounds about right ugly shirts in your bag and you're right that's all I got to do, man. I, I packed all five of them. We're good to go, man. That's it. That's all I need. That's some shorts. We're good to go. Nick, what do you got for me? Anything on your way out? 
Enjoy EWR tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> as, soon you, as soon as you get through there, get a beer. Get a drink. Oh, that's the plan. 9.30 a.m., bro. Just watch, that. Just watch those airport bar prices. A little up, a little up there. Oh, God. Dude, I, money is of no object tomorrow. I don't oh, care. Go to, that, go to that airport bar. $27 beer, I'm in. It's fancy. <laughs> they got the fancy touchscreens over there and everything. It's great. I'll be there. I'll be there next month. Nice. Nice. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. That's at AMAC22NJ, at and Mimi. I'm at JTreller20. This has been the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, <laughs> part of the Fantasy Six Pack YouTube Nation. Trevor, thanks for all you do. Take us on out of here. Later, guys. Peace. See you later. Come on, give me a break. I just need some sleep.